Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Uh, we are fantastic. Doing great. Amazing, man. I'm super excited about our next guest. We got J.N. Silva, acclaimed photographer. Uh, he's had two collaborative drops on Nifty Gateway with Thank You X, just did his own first solo drop. And, you know, he's worked with guys like DJ Premier. Uh, he's involved with the Animus Artist Collective, just a real trailblazer in the space, pushing photography NFTs forward. Yeah, que tal, Matt? Thank you for having us coming live from Miami. Having J.N. Silva today, I'm really excited to hear more about his move to Miami and how he is helping to elevate other voices forward. I think he's, he's definitely somebody who has put in a lot of time and effort into the community, so I'm excited to hear his backstory. For sure. No, it's an incredible backstory. Also, it's just a, a perfect example of how NFTs are creating a, a new economic model for creators. I mean, he got his roots as a music photographer. And now he's been able to become one of these kind of pioneering artists in the space and earn a living. And I, I think uh, we'll see lots of artists and creators across different domains follow suit. And uh, that to me is just so exciting to, to really present a, a whole new model. Um, before we jump into the episode, though, do want to encourage everybody that's tuning in, that's listening to go sign up for our newsletter at nftnow.co, nftnow.co. Um, we're constantly staying up to date with regards to upcoming drops, commentary, analysis. So really want to encourage you guys to check that out. So without any further ado, JN Silva. JN, so excited to have you here in Miami on the NFT Now podcast. How's it going, man? Oh, man, it's an honor, a pleasure to be here. It's so amazing to meet all of you in person, to, you know, see people in the flesh again and just like, you know, have that camaraderie and, and just, you know, get these conversations going, especially after such a crazy year and, you know, all everything that's happened in, in our world over the past months. I feel like this is like almost like a culmination, but also like a beginning of just like the next bigger wave. So, yeah, um, thank you for having me. For sure, man. Happy to have you. I mean, you're a trailblazer. You were the first photographer to release on Nifty Gateway in collaboration with Thank You X. You've got your own solo collection coming up this Sunday. Tell us a bit about that journey. How did that all happen? I mean, it's where do I start, right? So yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been a creative, you know, for probably 20 years or so. I moved to the U.S. from Venezuela. I feel like that was, you know, obviously a huge, you know, changing moment in my life, just kind of changed everything. When I moved here, just long story short, you know, we moved on a whim. Uh, I, we left all of our belongings over there. So when we got here, like, you know, when I was in high school, like all my friends, I remember for yearbook day, they were like, oh, you need like, you know, everyone bring your baby photos. And I just had like no photos of any kind just because we left all our albums, everything over there. So, you know, my, I was an only child at the time. My mother remarried, had kids. And I was like, okay, I want them to have like the best memories and the best like documentation of their life. So I like, you know, pleaded and begged until I found the camera and I just started documenting their life. And that's how like my creative, you know, journey began was just literally photographing my little brother and sister. And I've always been like super introverted and shy. So, you know, eventually I figured that like if I have a camera, I can be like a participant in a lot of things, but also kind of have the shield where like I can just be an observer and not actually have to like interact too much. And like, you know, if I'm at a party by myself, I'll be in the corner and just being like that weird guy, you know? And if I have a camera, I'm like, oh yeah, it's go time. In the mix. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in here, you know? 
Uh, and then, you know, just living so close to New York, obviously for me, you know, I was like, I need to explore this city and, and see the, the beauty and, and the madness and the energy. So I would just grab my camera and just walk around New York City and just, you know, grab photos. And then, you know, once smartphones came out, same thing. I was like, I'm just going to walk the city and, and, you know, take photos. And I'm always, you know, I've always been kind of like a tech computer nerd. So, you know, I was one of those kids like, you know, 19 at 97, 98, I was like on the search engines, like joining message boards, like 13 years old. I remember I downloaded Napster the day it came out. Like I'm aging myself here, but uh, <laughs> I was on that. I was like, what is this world? So, you know, I've always kind of been like looking for that next thing in, in tech. So I've always just kind of like, you know, as soon as a new meet, you know, platform comes out, I'm like, all right, let me sign on to this. Let me check that out. You know, so I was early on Instagram. I was early on like a lot of the platforms. And, you know, it's kind of been like a, a repeating theme throughout it all that, you know, something happens and I'm like, this looks interesting. Let's check it out. And, you know, I'll I'll be the first to dip my toes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I learned in that world and in, in that vein, I learned about Bitcoin, you know, in, in 2016, 17. And, you know, coming from Venezuela, you know, inflation was what destroyed our economy. And, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain kind of being a hedge, you know, against that and you know the the decentralization movement just like spoke to me and i just became obsessed with like learning about it you know just like fully dove in uh and then you know with the advent of like nfts and i'm like whoa this is like art and blockchain is like my two favorite things so you know i was just kind of like on top of it um but at the same time you know my passion has always been photography and, and particularly like music photography and i was like super busy just like running around you know streaming festivals events and, you know, it wasn't until the pandemic where, you know, we were all forced to kind of like take a step back and slow down. And, you know, that gave me the, the time and the space to like fully explore, you know, the, the things that were happening and, and blockchain and NFT and Web3 and DeFi and all that stuff. It's a wonderful journey, man. And there's a lot to unpack there, especially having the, you know, the disruption of coming into a new country with immigration and like I love that your story derives from lack and actually being able to create the memories for your younger siblings and like coming from that, I want to give, I want to make sure to preserve. Photography is so powerful in the everyday world. You know, it transforms society as a whole. Like now we have cameras in our pockets, but but let's talk about the photography in the NFT space and like why weren't they getting their day originally and what's going to happen in terms to catalyze photography into a medium in the to, of seriousness in the NFT space. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's an amazing question. Yeah, I think, you know, everything comes in in kind of waves and every medium has its moment. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I feel like for photographers, like when Instagram came out, you know, and smartphones, you know, at first you can only upload from your phone and anyone who was like a photographer and was skilled in editing and shooting and, you know, composition and lighting with your phone, those were the people that were shining, right? And then they allowed the ability to upload from your camera years later. And then photographers were like, oh, yeah, this is us, you know, and and we've been, you know, I, I feel like my friends and my community and my network, like, you know, we, we all did very well just being on Instagram and, and creating kind of like that buzz around photography. And, and, you know, you had the rise of influencers. And I feel like a lot of at least, you know, my friends and network, again, they became kind of like mini superstars and like, wow, you know, I've had moments where like we can't believe like our camera got us here. You know, we traveled the world and you know, hung out with the coolest people and shot all the, you know, these, these things. And, you know, with this new medium, right. It's, it's something where digital artists and and people that are like natively 
digital, especially, you know, particularly 3D artists never got a platform like that. And, you know, when you see 3D work in particular, it's always like commissioned work, you know, and it's stuff that they were making for other people. And they were kind of just like never really seen as their own, you know, artist, which I, you know, I've always disagreed with. And, you know, especially with, you know, the cyberpunk, rebellious, futuristic, dystopian, like blockchain thing. I think just 3D, it was like, it was their time to shine, you know? And I, for, I'm just so happy to see because I've been following all of these people that are crushing it in the space for years. And I'm just always have been mind blown at their work. So for them to kind of like take that spotlight for a while was like incredible for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the same token, like, you know, unless you're a, you know, a collector, a fine art collector who has already been looking for photography, you know, it's kind of like the shiny new thing. It's like, whoa, I haven't seen this before, this 3D. Whereas like photography we've seen in prints and, you know, you've seen in galleries and, and you know, it's still, whereas like this new thing, you have like these digital, gorgeous digital displays that are displaying these moving things and, you know, with the music. So, you know, I, I for one, like, yes, I am at the forefront and I'm pushing for photography because I think it absolutely has a space and photography is like an incredible art form. And as you said, it, you know, it's had its place for years. But, you know, I'm also happy to like, let's give these guys some shine or you know, these people some shine because they deserve it. Uh, with that said, I, I've been seeing a ton of amazing collectors, you know, kind of just like make that push to collect more photography. And at first, like myself included, like I, I've known about NFTs for years and I was like, oh, man, is there like, you know, should I do my, you know, photographs of NFTs? I don't know. And then just like the legal aspect, like, do I retain the rights? And it just like, there's a lot of questions that were like up in the air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, shit, you know, and you have to like doubt. And all of my friends who I, I told about and even now, they're just like overthinking it and, and thinking about it so much, you know. So I think now that more and more photographers are coming into the space and now we're like, you know, creating our, our own unified voice. Uh, I think we'll start to see more and more and you're already, you're already seeing it. You know, I think last week uh, we had like a, a big sale for a landscape photo, one of the highest, you know, bought landscape photos. I know the photo shoot with uh, Kurt Cobain, you have like those classic photographs that are, are, are making a comeback. So I, I think we're just going to see more and more of it. So That's I'm excited. Oh, yeah. No, it's super exciting, too. And I, I mean, I think even in like music industry um it's so competitive as a photographer and you're uh, even if you're an esteemed professional with a great portfolio oftentimes you're competing against hungry people that are shooting for free just because they want to get their foot in the door and get some opportunities so it, it also becomes a really interesting kind of potential just new economic model for photographers to earn when you kind of look in the next coming years three to five years how do you kind of expect this to potentially like fundamentally change the way photographers earn a living yeah i mean it's a whole new like you said it's a whole new way of making money it like unlocks a different mindset because now you know a lot of people were working with brands and and you know getting commissioned work and working with artists and now this kind of gives you the the freedom of mind to say wait maybe i can concept some of my own personal work and keep it and you know make a whole collection of art Something that like before, you know, for, for me to say, okay, I'm going to make a collection. It was either, you know, I, I release it as a series on like social media and hope, you know, to get some buzz around it or like try to reach out to like galleries, which I, I have no idea what that, con- you know, I've tried and it's just been like radio silence. But now Give I, time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and now you, I can say like, well, yeah, I'm going to concept this whole, you know, photo shoot series and craft this body of work. And then I'm just going to put it out there on a, on a platform Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's collectors who are looking for it. There's all these networks there. There's like, you know, uh, it's taken back that veil from, uh, of like, you know, not knowing who the collectors are or, or, you know, who's interested in art. And now there's this global network that we're all in tune with 
who that's what they're all about you know they're all about empowering artists and and you know collecting their work and and you know investing in them and you know for every photographer i know like i said it's unlocked this new mindset and also it's like you know i i personally have been shooting for 15 years like i have over a million photos that i've shot in, in my lifetime you know most of which have n never been seen and now i'm like well now i can like dig back in the archives and you know i i look you know i've shot so many photos of new york i've shot photos of buildings that are no longer there rooftops that are no longer there like impossible views like overhead shots you know it's like a totally different landscape and now i'm like wow this might be nostalgic for someone who like you know lived here in that era one of the coolest things about uh the, the drop the first drop with uh thank you x and i was the avenue of the america shot you know it's one of my favorite shots i have like a really cool sunrise story behind it and you know like spoke to me because of my personal connection to it and uh thank you x loved it right away with the cubes and as soon as we released it like everyone went crazy and they were like i used to work there you know i i was there for years that was my favorite avenue i have so many memories there and you have all these things that like i you know wasn't foreseeing so many people to connect with that particular you know place and time and so many people did so that's like i think that's the you know amazing thing about photography is you never know how a photo is going to like impact someone totally agree with that and, and i love what you spoke to of this new mindset because i think that it's, it's it's something we're really seeing in an interesting way in the digital art space um the idea that these uh -huh. artists who have been largely reliant on client work for their income can make a, vi a living off their own creative vision now and so I'm curious, your thoughts, I think there are probably a lot of, you know, photographers who are tuning into this, um, who are making their living off client work right now and are thinking about how can they, you know, take that next step and, and make a living off their own artistry as a photographer in the NFT space. Just curious if you have any advice for them. Or yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think one is education, right? And there's Right now, there's a barrier of entry because it is some, you know, pretty difficult stuff to wrap your mind around at first, right? You, you, the first step is NFTs and then you have blockchain technology and then it just opens up this whole new world of, you know, tech and finance and, and all of these things that when you read about it, it sounds like immensely complicated and it is. But there's always, you know, uh, there's always a breakthrough. There's always a moment where I tell my friends, like, just keep going, keep watching videos, keep doing the research. There's just a moment where it, it all kind of like clicks and you're like, whoa, this is like revolutionary and you understand why you know why that is and i think that's the first step is just you know taking the time to really educate yourself about everything that's going on not only in nfts because that's like you know that's like opening the door but really in just blockchain you know web3 uh decentralized systems you know and once you get that whole picture then it just like unlocks all of these new ideas and, and i'm sure different artists have you know crazier ideas i mean i you know i can name a bunch of people who are just doing stuff that i'm like whoa I, you know I, I know i think i know you know more about blockchain than, than a lot of artists and i'm seeing these new people just coming in and just like doing things that i'm like oh wow i didn't even think to do that that's amazing you know and again it's it's just through education and just like immersing yourself and then two and you'll hear this probably a million times over all the podcasts it's just community Right. It's just really going all in and getting on, you know, the, the, the platform, social media platforms, following, you know, all the NFT, you know, conglomerates and, and the news and the podcasts and just watching them and seeing who are the, the players who are at the forefront of this and seeing what they have to say. And then joining the conversation on Twitter, joining the conversation on Clubhouse, Instagram, Discord, Telegram. You know, it's one of those things that it's time consuming and it's like, you know, you can't really be half in, half out. You know, it's, it's one of those things that the more time 
uh, you invest into it, the more it's going to give back. And, you know, I've made more friends in the last six months than I made in a very long time. And people who I'm like talking to daily, you know, and I haven't met them, you know, all you guys, I've been talking to a lot of you for a while. You know? and every time yeah. We haven't met. I mean, yeah, I feel like I know you totally. because, you know, we're, we're so active on it. And, you know, I, I think the community is a huge aspect of it. And, and again, the more you give to it, the more it gives back. That's really fantastic, man. I think I love that when you mentioned that if you keep searching, there's a moment that clicks. Right. I, like I love I love that because I, I felt that that's like a visceral. Yeah. The visceral moment. <laughs> but I, I really want to bring this perspective back to a single moment in your perspective and your careers like when you started working with dj premiere right like like walk us through that click walk us through that moment what was it like how did it happen that that was a that was pretty epic right yeah honestly like i'm still just like i get chills just just thinking about it right like one of my favorite stories like when i moved from venezuela like rap hadn't quite made its way over there like i I remember the first hip-hop song i ever heard was coolio's gangsta's paradise and like and i went to i think i went to see street fighter in theaters (laughs) with my dad classic right and then they they played the the trailer for the movie which was a dangerous minds with uh michelle pfeiffer and then they played this song and I was like, this child. and I just remember like, this is like something new that I like I had never heard. And then I remember like hearing it on the radio and over the trailers and it was just like so odd. And then, you know, like I was a huge Michael Jackson's fan in, in Venezuela. And then I moved here and, you know, I was in the bilingual class for a, a year or so. Then I got moved to regular. And then I remember the kid that sat in front of me uh, always had, you know, all these crazy clothing. And like, at the time it was like, so baggy, like I don't understand, you know, it was like, so, so culture shocked. And I remember we went on this quadruple like, XL T-shirts, yeah, the, the white, you know, jeans. in seventh grade. And, and I remember we went <laughs> on this, jeans. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. taking it back, man. Uh, and and we went on this field trip. And I remember I sat next to this guy, and I was a little like, you know, scared, <laughs> honestly. And then he was listening to some music, he was just like bopping his head, and he just looks at me. He's like, "You want to listen?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm listening, and I was like oh my god like what is this and then i remember you know this one song that i was like i asked him i was like can you like put this back and i just asked him to like like again and again and then i didn't even like think to ask him what it was and i was like thank you you know amazing and then i remember being home and it was like coincidentally it was like the first time we got cable and i had never had cable before and i was just like up late browsing the channels and i guess i landed on a, you know a, a hip-hop channel i'm sure it was either mtv or bt or something and it was a commercial for nas's i am Ooh. right with the egyptian hieroglyphs and the thing and the music and i was like this is what i was listening to and the song that i kept running back was a uh, nas's like right and that is it's just such a visceral Classic. vivid memory in my mind Right. And from that moment on, like, again, I'm one of those people that like once I get into something, I'm like, okay, I must learn everything about this. And I just like, you know, as soon as, you know, later on down the years, streaming came out, I was just like listening to everything, the history of hip hop and just like going from the beginning. And, you know, once you get to to Gangstar, DJ Premier just takes over. And and you really, you know, as I the more, you know, the older I got, I just understand this man is just a legend. Like he's had a part in almost every major classic, classic hip hop album of all time. And his catalog is so vast. And, you know, had a period where I got into underground music and he worked with underground artists and he worked with international artists and he's still working today. You know, he's relevant and a few years ago, I was working uh, an event for one of my favorite clients and I get a call from his manager because I work with uh, another artist who he manages and he's like, hey, Silva, uh, Gangstar's dropping their album today. We just got a you know, word that uh, Spotify is giving them the main billboard in Times Square 
Preem's going to go. Can you like pop in and shoot? But you have to be there in like 15 minutes. And I was like 20 minutes away on a brand job for a client, my biggest client on the biggest job. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I was like, and it's one of those things that I was like, I, I have to. I'm like, I don't care if I lose this job. I don't care if they fire me. It's like, it's DJ Premier. This is my idol. I'm it's going. Moments of fate. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta, you like, and I remember I had a buddy. I was like, tell him I went to the bathroom and I wasn't feeling well. And I just like ran out, took a cab, went to Times Square. You know, we did a photo shoot for like 15, 20 minutes. He was like incredibly nice. You know, that happened. He loved the photos. And from there on, you know, his manager has now like a little studio in Prem Studio because they moved. And so he, you know, he got used to seeing me just hanging around, but I was always just like the photographer guy and, you know, he, he liked me. And as soon as, you know, all the NFT stuff happened last year, like first thing I thought of was like, who's my, like, who would I love to bring into the space? Like, who are the people whom I would think is like, yeah, this is like a whole new culture that you're onboarding into the NFT. And I, and I kind of like made a little list and he was at the top of it. And I, you know, I told his manager, I was like, Hey, can, can I like, pitch something to, to Preem and he's like, all right. So I pitched it to, to his manager and he was like, oh, like, I don't, I don't understand, but like, sure, go for it. And I went. I love that. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. I'm not like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. And yeah. And I remember, you know, I got a meeting with, with Preem in the studio and I broke everything down, you know, as best I could. And he was just like so perplexed. And I think what really, you know, connected with him was, you know, the, the, this notion of it's, you know, collecting art in a new way. And his mother was an art teacher and she used to, you know, paint a ton of art. And she was literally an art teacher for mm -hmm. 20, 30 years. And she thought, uh, taught in, in Houston for a very long time. And I think that's it. You know, he was like, I think I think my mom would like that. You know, if I did, if, if my stuff was seen as art. And I think he's like, yeah, let's do it. This was like maybe like mid-December or so. It was before my first drop. So I still didn't even know what we were doing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I shooting think it, your shot though, you yeah, yeah. Your shot. And I think it's just that you know, like being open-minded and and trying new things. And for him, like he's done so many things across so many mediums. He scored movies, he scored TV shows, he's you know live shows, private shows, obviously albums, you know. And this was just something new for him. And he was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. So yeah, working with him was like an immense honor. And you know, the process was incredible. He's one of the most humble, nicest, just people I've ever met. Period. And he treats everyone with such respect. And then that's when you see like this is the only way you make it you know into a 30 plus year career where everyone loves you is just being a good person yeah. you know so I, I learned so much from him you know it, it was really cool by the end of it like we were going back and forth and it was a total collaboration where he like gave us these beats we started like crafting his life story and putting it into art and then he saw it and he's like whoa this can i change it like the beat and i'm like yeah so then i would go to the studio and he would add stuff to the beat to go with the with the stuff we were making and it was like a full collaboration between yeah. us both you know, and yeah, it, it was amazing. And, you know, we were all super thrilled uh, on the results and immensely proud of the collection with everyone involved. I got to to bring a lot, along a lot of friends. And yeah, I mean, it, it's I'm so proud of it. <laughs> That's fire, man. That's a beautiful collaboration. And Thank just you. underscores just the, the beauty of collaboration in this space and how you can be the kind of the liaison into the world. And I think we'll just continue to see really beautiful collaborations. And it's cool to hear how organic it really was. Thank you. Thank you. If I, if this is a, a side note, but there's another thing that I'm really proud of that I don't think anyone knows. I, I, the second person on that list for me was Alex Gray, right? I, I've been, my favorite band is Tool. So, you know, I've been a Tool fan for 
years, you know, since college. And, and they like, I was studying philosophy. And once I got into tool and the lyrics and music, it just like changed my mind. And then obviously I found out about Alex Gray and what he's done, you know, with his art and in the psychedelic space. And I just became a huge fan. He was like number two. And once again, like I shot my shot and I just like cold DM'd Alex Gray on Instagram. Like, hey man, like, have you looked into like NFTs at all? And like this thing, he's like, oh, he's like, that's like that people crap guy, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's like, He's like, yeah, he's like, I've seen it around. I'm interested. He's like, do you think we'd be good for it? And I was like, oh, you know, you and Allison would like crush it. And I think you could use it to, you know, raise funds for the Entheon, which is, you know, the, the uh, space he's building uh, in, in upstate New York. And he was like, yeah, OK, cool. He's like, what do I do? I was like, I'll put you in contact with some people. And I just like started connecting him with people. And, 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 you know, like he had the Nifty Drop, which was incredible. My favorite drop. That's my favorite NFT that I own is one of the Alex Gray uh, nice. limited editions. Yeah. So I just wanted to say they put that out there. But Alex Gray is like, yeah. Shooting your shot, dude. That's what it's all about. So can you tell us a little more about the Animus Collect, uh, Artist Collective? I mean, I think a beautiful community bringing together some artists. What's kind of the, the vision, What the hopes? Yeah, absolutely. So Animus was actually started uh, last spring and it was because I was in all of these crypto networks with all of these like people, you know, developers and auditors and investors and all of these like crypto heads. And, you know, they're incredibly immensely smart on the technical and financial aspects, but a lot of them are not so creative. So I was like, hey, like your, your guys' graphics are like lacking a bit. Like, you know, you and, and I was out of work. All my friends were out of work, you know, because of the pandemic. And I was like, you know, I can help you like make some some banners and like some telegram stickers and just like funny things to like hype up your projects. Because, you know, a lot of crypto projects, their, their communities thrive on, on telegram and discord. And a lot of it is just like honestly meme based. Right. So it started as that we were just making, you know, I had a bunch of friends who, you know, we know Photoshop and we know a, a bunch of the Adobe programs. And, and we started just making assets for, you know, all of these new DeFi crypto protocols. And as we were going, you know, the DeFi summer came and then NFT, this NFT started coming around. And then they were like, hey, can you like make some of these for us? And we're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we're all artists. We'll, we'll figure it out. And, you know, it was, again, a, a bunch of buddies and I and, and people that I knew needed work. I was like, hey, if we learn some 3D, if we learn some Illustrator, like, I think we'll get a, a good, you know, amount of work. And then from there, honestly, like, as the NFT conversation started heating up, we started just getting more and more uh, clients. And, and then I saw it as an opportunity of like, okay, I have this incredible network of uh, blockchain people and then I have this incredible network of artists. I'm like, why, you know, why don't we become kind of like that bridge between them? Right. So we started working with a lot of the uh, DeFi protocols, uh, particularly meme, the the meme platform, which was like one of my favorites. We did a, a bunch of really cool projects for them back in September. Uh, and, you know, they did really well. And then I was like, all the crypto heads were like, oh, whoa, who are these like animus guys that are like making NFTs? And, you know, and, and the cool thing is we learned a ton because NFTs uh, on the DeFi side have a lot of utility. So if you own, you know, a particular NFT for a platform, then your yield is higher on the platform. And then there's like tiers of it. So we learned a lot, a lot about the utility side. And then obviously, as, you know, more NFT platforms started coming on, there was more of a need for like artists to create stuff. And, you know, I've always been super community based. So I was like, all right, let's let's get some communities going. So I, we started a, a public Telegram group and then we never advertised it. You know, we created a Twitter and then I just made like an aggregate of resources for people to check out. And it was just like all my favorite links with like, uh, you know, 
articles, podcasts, all these things that I curated, uh, but it was from other sources. And, and obviously it's all credited and we give them clicks. So I figured everyone wins. You know, we have this one aggregate of things for people to learn about. And, you know, anyone who wrote it actually gets the clicks. And for me, it was a way with like all of my friends who asked me, what the hell is an NFT? We're like, here's the link. You can go here if you want to learn more, join our Telegram. And this is what we're talking about all the time. And the Telegram just started like we were just getting all these crazy people joining and people that I've looked up, you know, to for years across different mediums. And they were just joining. And, you know, we were super active in there. We started having a lot of clubhouse talks. And then it just grew into this like artist collective. And, you know, of course, the the DJ premiere drop was like our, our big, like shiny moment where like as a collective, we, we you know, came together and, and put out this new collection of work. Uh, we have a, a few more collections coming up. And then on the back end, we've already had our hands on a few projects. Uh, so we advised on the, I don't know if you guys know the Eternity platform. So for the Eternity Muhammad Ali drop, we were like creative uh, advisors on that and a few other drops. Uh, for the Artifacts project, we helped, you know, kind of like produce uh, their their big activation in, in Times Square. So it's kind of just like we're making it up as we go, but, you know, it's a, it's a lot of artists and we're trying to like bridge those two worlds of blockchain and art. That's super cool, man. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see what, what, where it goes and what you do with it. Um, you know, speaking of platforms and, and community, you know, I, I think that um, I think it was Clubhouse where we first connected. And I, and I think Clubhouse played such a uh, crucial role in connecting people in the NFT space in, in during those those kind of those early sort of uh, days when when we were all kind of stuck at home due to the global pandemic and and, you know, this this excitement around the space and the market was starting to boom. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, do you feel like like Clubhouse is still a really critical place to be if you want to engage with the NFT community um, as things are kind of transitioning more towards IRL? Here we are. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting question and something I've thought about a lot. And I think, yeah, Clubhouse was, again, one of those things that had its perfect moment where all of the uh, all of the elements were there. You know, it brewed the perfect storm for Clubhouse to just like thrive. Everyone had been stuck at home. You know, everyone was like yearning for connection, but at the same time, everyone was like so tired of like conference Zoom calls and just like, oh, I don't want, you know, like I just woke up, you know, and it's just a voice thing. So you can like, you know, be at home, just like on your couch talking mm-hmm. and connecting with people. And <clears throat> I remember those like early NFT rooms that there only be like one or two or you had to start it and it'd be like 10, 15, 20 people and just like nerding out about this new thing. And then slowly it just started like growing and growing and growing. And I, I think, you know, those first few months were amazing because it was only a few rooms and, and you could, you know, every everything wasn't so fragmented as it is now, mm-hmm. right? Now it, it's, it happens like I log into Clubhouse and obviously it's because of my network, but I'll see like 30, 40 different rooms and I'm like, oh man, which room do I go in? I, like I don't have time to, you know, spend as much time because everyone's kind of like fragmented and doing their thing. Whereas at the beginning, everyone was like fully united because we were all learning this new thing together, Right. And now that coinciding with things opening up again and, you know, uh, people wanting to go out and, and get that in-person connection again. Um, I think, you know, I've personally have not had as much time because now I'm like, I, I need to find the balance because a lot of us are spending like, you know, 14, 15 hours on Clubhouse. Like I'm not much of a talker <laughs> and my voice would be like hoarse. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm losing my voice because I'm on Clubhouse too much. You know, and so I, I think it's still absolutely an integral part and I still pop in and like I'll check the notifications and obviously I'm there to support a lot of people. Uh, but for me, I just moved. So like I haven't been able to be on it as much as I want to. And it's crazy because like 
I, you know, I moved a month ago and it's literally been like a month since I haven't had as much time. And I started hopping in like last week and it was like a whole new set of people it's and they're like, they world. know each yeah, other. And you know, I'm there and I'm, are these people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like raising my hand and no one's bringing me up. And I'm like, they come up and they're like, who, who are you? Oh, who are you, bro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you trying to learn something? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to learn from you guys. Like, what are, you, what are, what are we teaching here? Yeah, and it was just literally just one month. And it's just crazy how like, you know, you, you leave for one month and there's all these new people who are hungry and just getting into the space. And now they're, interacting and building their own new community and it's just like the, these faces you know so it's it's interesting i love it <laughs> that's really wonderful man I, I love the i love the notion of network affecting and growing and this development you recently mentioned that you moved to miami so we're here um we both now call this place home so uh what do you think miami's role will be to keep itself as a contender in the crypto community and how is it going to affect the nft space like what's bird doing here yeah so i mean i moved here for uh, multiple reasons but mainly it was because you know miami is trying to position itself as a, a crypto and art hub in, in the united states right and it's a place that's been on on the come up for a long time like you know i, I come down to the art basils i have been for years and it's always a very vibrant artist community but now when you like merge that with this like you know this emerging blockchain space and and with you know the the mayor and the people of the city trying to like cater to to that crowd and, and build the city through this like new innovative tech and art uh it's created like a whole new ecosystem of, of an investors and artists and and you know all of, all of these things that we're involved in mm -hmm. uh and when you combine that with like kind of like the Miami culture, which for me, you know, I'm, I'm Latin American, you know, the Venezuelan diaspora is here. And for me, like I have so many Venezuelan friends and musicians and a lot of them just like have heard about Bitcoin and like kind of know a few others and have heard NFTs by now, but they're not like fully aware. Right. So I'm like, well, I feel like all my New York friends know they're they're hip to it now, right? They're they're already on their way. They're going. New York is gonna New York is gonna New York. Like they're they're doing the thing. Whereas like here, I felt that you know if I moved here, I could have like a deeper impact on on the culture that you know I grew up with and kind of like empower all these people with this new technology and at the same time be closer to like the art scene here uh, because it's growing so fast and, and you know kind of just like help in any way that I can you know uplift what's happening here and, and just kind of built and and I'm just so excited for. Art Basel, and I feel like this week here is just a, a mini preview because this isn't even an NFT week. Yeah. You know, this is a, a, another parallel. You know, obviously Bitcoin, and you normally Bitcoin conferences are all maximalists. They're like, yeah. don't talk about any other thing except Bitcoin. And the only thing I've heard about here, even from my friends that are here, you know, well, from, from blockchain, they're yeah. just like NFTs, NFTs, yeah, NFTs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so many events and like even at the conference, there's events. I have buddies painting there. I think UX is painting there. You know, so it's like, it's interesting to see. And it's just like a little, a prequel to our Basel, which I'm like just so excited yeah, about. It'll be it's crazy cool. this year with the NFT convergence. Awesome, man. Well, as we start to come towards a close, like what, what are some of the products you have in the pipeline that, that are coming up that you're like super excited about uh yeah so i mean obviously i have my first uh solo drop on on nifty this this week and i'm going straight photography i i do a lot of different things but i figured for my first solo drop like i gotta just stick to my roots and oh, yeah. i'm just going straight up raw photography and, and i'm doing kind of like a retrospective of my career moments that you know kind of like shaped my career at, at different points uh and i literally spent a very long time just going through all my catalog and finding all these things that you know 
uh, are very personal to me. And, you know, just know when whenever this airs and people see it, just know that like to you, it may be a random photo. But to me, like I have very personal memories attached to them or there were moments that like this photo changed my career in, in this way or this moment made me realize this. And, you know, I'm very personally attached to everything that I put out there. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm proud of it. It's my first solo drop and it's crazy because I've been in the space and known about it longer than a lot of people. And I haven't dropped anything except, you know, the collaboration with NQX and the stuff with Primo. And, you know, it's for me, uh, one, one, I'm an overthinker and, and, you know, you get the imposter syndrome and you see all these people dropping insane stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just a photographer. <laughs> right. Uh, but also at the same time, like, you know, building animus and, and, you know, I, I kind of found myself at a position to like shine the spotlight that was on me on all these new artists. I was like, I'll help you. And then I'll put, you know, I'll uplift all these. And, you know, we at animus, like we have an immense art collection we've collected from, a ton, a ton of people, you know, and that's something that I'm like very proud of. And I feel like a lot of these, you know, four or five months when all my friends were just like dropping heat, I was kind of like on the back end, like helping others and, and you know, just helping them connect to, to projects and, and building things with Animus and kind of just like uplifting my whole community that I have, you know, as a whole. And now I'm kind of pivoting. I was like, okay, maybe it's time for me to start dropping some stuff. So I personally, I have this drop coming up. I'm working on some other stuff where I'm experimenting a little more. So I'll do some other things that are not photography. I, I, I'm in love with like fractal art. So I make a lot of fractal stuff. Uh, I, I produce music and not all the people I've heard, but I make a lot of music. <laughs> and I'm excited to just get all of that out there. And then, of course, just keep building Animus. With Animus, we have a, a, a drop on the meme platform coming up that I'm super excited about. We've been working at it for a while. And what else? Uh, Preem still wants to keep working. We have a few other musicians that saw the Preem drop and they're like, hey, you guys want to do something to <laughs> <laughs> so you know we have a lot of really cool things in 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 the works so yeah i'm super excited hell yeah man well keep up the great work super grateful you came out here man no it's uh done a lot but it's still just the beginning bro so thanks for coming through yeah no thanks for having me this is awesome thank you brother appreciate yeah, no, it man. Thank you, man absolutely yeah. thank you guys that was a great conversation i loved hearing his thoughts on the future of photography and nfts and how young creatives can get in the space what stood out for you yeah man i, I think he's an artist at heart, he loves to create, he's a fan of culture and wants to be a pioneer in showing his interpretation, his own stories. And and I think he's, like he said too, just coupled his love for art with his love for, for blockchain. And I think he's gonna continue to be a massive driving force, not only with the own art he does, but through his collective, through the, the people like Premier that he liaises into the space. I think it's uh, artists like him that are, are coming from a very like holistic place of just authentic creative expression that are, are really gonna like foster a tidal wave of what's to come in this world. That's some really great points, Sam. I think for me, what most stood out is like as a fellow immigrant, to seeing him come from like that disruption or that rupture in his life to stand up to where he's at today, especially shooting his shot. I think there's an immigrant hustle there that you just like shoot your shot, take a shot, you know, emailing uh, Premier, like just presenting, shooting the shot with Alex Gray as well. Just seeing that ele those elements that propelled him forward were really a conviction from internal, like I want to do this because of, not I'm being thrown or being put into this position, it's like rather creating it. And I just love seeing that, like a Latin American voice in the space, like yeah. and very, very much like leveling up the gaming field. I think it's going to open up a whole new uh, representation for another dynamic for the next wave, right? This is going to be bringing a lot of questions uh, to a lot of uh, 
Latinos that are going to say, hey, how can I also embrace NFTs? And Jay and Silva will be a prime example as to how to navigate this space. Hell yeah. Absolutely love it. If you haven't already, a quick reminder, definitely be sure to sign up for our newsletter, nftnow.co. Constantly keeping you up to date with upcoming drops, analysis, commentary. We're the source. We got it. We're looking out for y'all. And most importantly, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.